0: This is Stephen.
1: And this is Tracy.
0: And this is the Just the Two of Us podcast. Alright, everyone. So, uh, this episode we're going to uh, give a review of the new movie, Star Trek Beyond. It's the 13th uh, overall Star Trek movie, and it's the third one of the, of the reboot Star Trek series, uh, that J.J. Abrams started in 2009. Um, I guess i will give you guys a, a quick summary of, of the plot of the movie, and, and beware, there will be plenty of spoilers in this, in this review, so if you don't want to hear any spoilers, you might want to wait until after you see the movie before you listen to this podcast, so that's fair warning right there. Uh, the movie starts off with a, um, <clears throat> the Enterprise uh, follows a, 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 a distress signal. A woman comes, an alien woman comes on board a space station and, and tells the, the crew that, you know, her ship has crash landed on the planet and, and they need her help, they need the Enterprise's help. So the Enterprise goes to investigate, and they are ambushed uh, by some alien ships. Uh, throughout the, the battle, the the aliens take a, a, a weapon, an artifact from the Enterprise's archives, and the Enterprise crash lands on the planet. Um, in the course of the evacuation of the ship where the crash landed, this, the crew is scattered about throughout the, the planet, in different parts of the planet, with the majority of the crew being captured by the, the bad guy, Crawl, played by uh, Idris Elba. And essentially, um, the the gist of it is, Kraw is looking to destroy the Federation. Pretty much, <laughs> that's the plot, <laughs> which is pretty much the plot of every Star Trek movie nowadays. Right. And, as, and he wants to destroy the the Federation, and that the the artifact that he stole from the ship is a weapon that he you know is going to help him accomplish that goal. Some kind of bio weapon that kind of just destroys all matter. And the in the in the show in the movie. Yeah, I, I called it a show for a second because pretty much it feels <laughs> like, it felt like it felt like an it episode. Felt like an episode a show. Yeah, with, with a big budget, which was a, is a good thing though. Uh-huh. Unlike you know Star Trek Insurrection, where that was a bad thing. Not Insurrection. Yeah, the Insurrection. But that's neither here nor there. That was that was.
1: I'm like, what was that one? I know
0: you're, she's not a she's not a trekker or a Trekkie, so she doesn't know about all the Star Trek movies like I do. But that's a long I've time I've seen
1: ago. all of them.
0: You saw Insurrection.
1: I've seen every single Star Trek okay, movie. Okay,
0: so, so Insurrection.
1: But I don't remember. Okay, insurrection. So long ago,
0: insurrection was the one after first contact, okay. and that was the one where like the Enterprise crew, the next generation crew, go to this planet because there was these people there that these other aliens wanted to move off the planet, and mm-hmm. then there was a conflict. Basically, they were like settlers, and mm-hmm. that movie that movie sucked. It was lame. It was pretty much like That's a. That's
1: probably why I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there I was mean so it was many a, It of was them. the
0: same. It was the episode when Worf got a pimple, and then the the crew was acting because everyone started to grow younger because of like what the atmosphere of the planet made people younger and stay young. Mm. And so it, it it was just a silly movie that was pretty much, it was like a two hour episode of the show. It could have been an episode plot. It was so (laughs) whack, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, But back to this movie, Star Trek Beyond, Uh, essentially uh, Kirk and and the bridge crew have to uh, execute a, a rescue plan to rescue the rest of the crew from Craw uh, and to get off the planet. And in the course of that, they found a crashed ship that was gone missing from Starfleet 100 years prior. They come to find out that the captain of the ship um, used to be Craw. Before he turned into Craw, he was a Starfleet captain called Balthazar Edison. Edison. And he was someone who was a soldier during the time where the Federation, before there was a real Federation, Mm -hmm. where the the humans were fighting all these random aliens Mm -hmm. that they encountered. And after the wars, he became a Starfleet captain. And because his ship got lost and he was never rescued, him and his crew became bitter and they blamed the Federation for that. And somehow they got... I'm trying to piece this all together because that part was kind of convoluted. Somehow when they crash landed a hundred years ago, uh the 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 ship, they found some aliens or alien technology that helped them prolong their lives. Right. That's why, you know, a hundred years later, uh Idris Eldra's Elba's character was still alive and he um it prolonged their lives but it deformed them. So he yeah. just, like turned to some weird alien or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh in, in any event, so that was his motivation. He was trying to kill everyone and that was pretty much the plot of the movie. I mean, I don't think I'm missing anything important. Uh if you've seen the movie, you already, you have already a, know this. You one. already know this. So, right. you know, I don't I rather than just keep rambling on, <laughs> um, we'll just jump right into it. What did you think of the movie?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, it was it was good. It was um I, I enjoyed it. It was action packed and very exciting. Um Let's see. I mean, what else can I say? Um, One of the things you kind of you're just about to kind of talk about that, about the convolutedness of that little part there. But overall, like I thought this was um, as far as the plot goes, was better than the last movie, actually, um, because I really understood it. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't have to like sometimes with like and I was telling you about this um with sci-fi movies I really like sci-fi movies but I don't know if I'm just slow <laughs> or what but I I really find myself having to really really pay attention and otherwise you know you kind of miss you know what's going on especially with these movies where it's space, and they're traveling, and there's a mission, and it's like, what are you out there for? And then, like, somebody attacks them, and, like, why are they... At, you know, like, it can just get kind of muddied as to as to just what's going on. So, and you, this,
0: think, so you think this plot was more streamlined and it easy? It was really just, easy to
1: follow, actually. Yeah. I mean, if, like you said, it felt like a show, and I felt like usually the, epi- the plots on the show are pretty straightforward. Right. So I really enjoyed this movie for that fact that i felt like oh i I really wow i felt like for a little bit i even told you this that something was missing because it was just so easy i'm like something else is gonna happen because this is just too straightforward of a plot but i i personally enjoyed that because like i said i just kind of get a little lost with some of these sci-fi movies and i actually was just refreshing myself on the last movie and um you know, I'm reading through this on Wikipedia and I'm like, no wonder I don't remember what the heck happened because there was a lot going on. Even the summary plot of the last movie is, is just a lot. And I'm like, okay, so it wasn't just me. Or, I mean, maybe it was just me, but I felt like the last movie, you know, was a there was a lot going on. I didn't really understand it. Like, reading through it again, I'm kind of like, oh, okay, right, right, right. But I felt like the last movie I was not as, you know, like really I wasn't really understanding everything that was going on or why it was not like I wasn't understanding what was going on but like what's the point
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: I mean as a you know you know you write right you want to make sure there's a point <laughs> so yeah this one was good in that fact but yeah I you know uh, the action was really good it might have been not as action packed as the last one maybe not as
0: action packed I say. don't
1: know maybe it, well, I don't know it was like I guess there was a lot of the you know, I guess since they were captured and people were trying to find them, like the captured crew, it kind of, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't like nonstop action. And I don't know, I felt like the last one was a little bit more, a little, just a tiny bit more action packed, but it was fine. Like the action that was there was good. And, um, I thought it was well written. Again, it was just so easy to understand. I was like, "Yay, I know what's going on," <laughs> so I enjoyed the movie um, greatly because of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, to your point about the the action. Well, this 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 uh, movie was directed by Justin Lin,
1: mm-hmm. who
0: uh, his profile has risen the last few years, and he's known as someone who kind of put in more. Um, energy or reinvigorated the fast and the furious yeah series mm-hmm. like he's directed a few fast and the furious movies so he got the chance to direct this movie um yeah i agree i liked the movie i thought it was good i think the the, the plot was a little bit more streamlined and straightforward except for a couple of points mm-hmm. but to what you're saying about the last movie um into the darkness that was the quote-unquote like wrath of khan movie right and i think it it was one of those situations where as me being like a big star trek fan and seeing all the movies and all the television shows multiple times if you saw star trek 2 wrath of khan and was familiar with that that movie and its plot points mm-hmm. maybe into the darkness would have been a little bit easier to follow which shouldn't be the case because <laughs> you yeah know, that shouldn't have happened but but essentially that's what what it was like as you're watching it and you've seen wrath of khan like you know or the, the the original Space Seed episode that was the prequel to Wrath of Khan, you're like, oh, okay, that's Khan. Oh, yeah, he's like, you know, like, you know, what is he? Uh, he's been modified, genetically modified uh, to be superior yeah. and smart and all this. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, someone's about to die. Uh, you know, they're going to, mm-hmm. you know, either Spock's going to die or Kirk's going to die. They're going to bring him back to life. You know, it was mm-hmm. all, you know, there's a lot of stuff there. So I guess if you saw that movie, it would have made more sense. But I mean, yeah. I agree. Into Darkness was, you know, a little convoluted in some points, but back to this movie, uh, I did like it. I thought it was good, and it was straightforward. But there were some things that, I guess, I want to say, weren't clear to me. Hmm. On like, I mean, first of all, like, you know, my first complaint would be about the ship, like about crawls. Ships and his his people, right? Because this guy is like, okay, he's stuck on this planet, right? Like he, his his original star you know starship crashed a hundred years ago, right? Most of the crew died except for three people, him and two other folks, right? They find this alien technology helps them live for a long time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then somehow they're able to get these like super sweet. Ships that are all like linked together, right. like telepathically, and they, they they move in swarms like bees, and mm-hmm. they they just essentially eviscerated the the Enterprise in a mm-hmm. matter of minutes. And they've got all this stuff, which is like this pretty seems like awesome technology, awesome ships, right? And like he can't like get off that planet, like he can't like. Why is he like just hanging out in this like barren rock covered planet
1: mm-hmm.
0: and also, how did he get this, these ships and this technology? Like, well, oh, how how did this happen? Like, how did he develop all this stuff? Right. And and that was something I was, like, unsure about. I'm like, well, well how did he get these, these sweet ships that can do all this stuff? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Well, I mean, maybe it was, like, kind of already there. I don't know. Maybe it was, like, I don't know. Yeah, and I don't think... That, I mean, I'll, it was an alien planet that was already inhabited, I but assume. They, yeah,
0: but they didn't, like... I mean, did he... Maybe I just missed it, but did they explain what happened to those aliens? Like, are the aliens the other people that were with him? Like, the other, like, soldiers and whatever that were fighting? And, like, basically the only humans that were left was him and those two others? Mm,
1: No, they didn't really say.
0: They didn't really explain it. Like, They 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 didn't really explain, like, what happened to the aliens. Did he become their alien king? Mm
1: -hmm. You know, what
0: happened? Like, how did did this all happen? And then they had the, you know, the character of of Jayla, who Mm -hmm. was someone who you know she escaped from from uh crawl and uh, his like prison and you know her family was left behind and she you know she was able to escape and she ended up helping the crew in the movie like mm-hmm. they didn't explain like who she was like who her people were that her planet her pl- or her ship crash landed on that planet as well or her I family think that's
1: what she was saying i think they cry- because it's something. Let's see. I was just trying to look, but it was something about that nebula and the pull, like something. Because that's what happened with Enterprise when they were going or through that nebula, right? They were kind of like right stuck stuck in, in a gravitational that. pull. Yeah. So you know that's what Crawl kind of took advantage of that, and that's what happened with well, she ended up being a part of the whole plot. Kalara, the girl. That, right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean that's what I assumed was that okay, these ships, people are coming through this nebula or getting sucked in through this nebula and then he's like taking advantage of it and you know using that you know using those resources maybe he's turning people into you know other i don't know like it was all all the all the people as yeah like because there were like millions of them yeah. I mean, <laughs> so it, it, was it wasn't like,
0: clear to me like yeah. who they were. Were they the, the original alien inhabitants? Were they people who right. turned into aliens? Right. Or, like, what was the deal with that? that? That wasn't clear. And
1: going with that, how did she manage to stay hidden so long? Well, I guess it was because she was in the ship with the thing, but it's kind of like the, you know, the cloaking. She cloaked the ship right. that she was Like, she created in. a
0: cloaking device, And right? how did she
1: do that? Like, that's one of the things. Like, where did she get all those things? And, and to, to create that the uh you know the like the hologram you know the images of her set you know how yeah she was, yeah right yeah
0: the hologram yeah
1: like how does she where did she get that to, <laughs> stuff to do that was it part of her ship that when she crashed or whatever right her they, family got
0: I, stuck I there kinda of didn't explain like they kind of underserved that character in in that sense where we don't know anything about her other than well she hates crawl because you know she was there with her family Crawl like killed her family. Yeah, and she escaped, and right. then that's it. Like that's 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 all that's we know about her know. character, mm-hmm. right? You know, so that
1: was kind of left kind of hanging out there. You didn't really, yeah. Like Wikipedia just describes her as a scavenger, a scavenger who previously escaped Crawl's imprisonment.
0: Right. I mean, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I just think it. that wasn't explained well. Um, one thing I. I didn't like was the, um, I don't understand Kraw's motivation. I mean, yeah, he was mad at the Federation because he thought they abandoned, abandoned him out him, there. Right. He's a man of like, you know, he's like a soldier. And then they mm-hmm. turn him into a captain and he's just out there
1: like. And why was he mad to be a captain of a ship? Like, that's what I didn't understand. Like, that was... Well, Did he find that to be a demotion or something? <laughs> I didn't well, understand. Well, no, because
0: like, like, cause, cause his role as captain, just like a role as, with Captain Kirk, is was to go out and just, ex, you know, explore and meet new cultures mm-hmm. and be kind of like an ambassador for the Federation. So he's a soldier, but he was turned into someone who whose was job was to do the exact opposite of being a soldier like he wasn't going out there on a mission to kill people and and do stuff his mission was to go out there and make friends and, and I guess you know it was it's a very dangerous job where you know there's all kinds of dangers out there they encounter all kinds of folks and you mm-hmm. know different cultures and different aliens and ships so it was like it was terrible for them apparently especially and then the last straw mm-hmm. was when they ended up crash landing on that planet and you know not be able to get any help. You know, and so he got, he had a hundred years to stew about it. And, you know, he I was know. building up that petty. Like it was this right. building just boiling inside of him <laughs> and it was ready to overflow when he found out about the Enterprise.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That, that whole thing was a little bit, it it, it was a little, uh, it was reaching. It, I didn't understand how, I don't know. I guess if
0: motivation like, was, was reaching.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, or we to say like, because he was very upset in the movie. Like, and then they made I was a soldier, and then they made me a captain of a ship. Like, uh, first world problems or whatever century that was. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, dude, you get to be a captain of a like star, like a, a star. Well, I like I, mean, I like, just awesome. think it was
0: because it, hit, it wasn't suited for him. He it was he wasn't the that wasn't a role for him. I mean, he he's like was a soldier and he was and he had to like basically he was a soldier that was fighting all these other alien races mm. and then once the federation formed and all these all these races come together it's like he had to say okay now these are our friends these are our allies now okay so I mean it was part of that as well I mean just imagine like you know a soldier had that was fighting for years and years against you know the 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 japanese and then all of a yeah, sudden it's like okay now we're yeah. allies and he's like whoa slow down dude like i can't be friends with these dudes you know they yeah. tried to kill us for all these years so well
1: if that's yeah if that's what we have to assume <laughs> then i i guess i can understand it
0: yeah um one thing i didn't get was i didn't understand a whole thing with this with the artifact in the first
1: place. Yeah, they didn't explain much about that either. I mean,
0: the the the, sh- the, the movie begins with, you know, Kirk has this artifact uh, of this, you know, p- piece of weapon, and he's offering it to this alien race as a peace offering from another alien race, mm-hmm. you know, saying, like, this is an offer of peace. Uh, that didn't go well, and he ended up, you know, putting that artifact in storage in the in the Enterprise files, but somehow that artifact was able to, you know, hack into the Database of the uh, enterprise, and in the database of the federation, and I'm like, well, was that, was that crawl? Like, I don't, I don't understand mm-hmm. that because then crawl had this, this computer system on the planet that allowed him to to, use it. to access everything. Yeah, so, like,
1: well, he said he had been searching, and it had been split in half. So I mean, I guess he like put together, you know, the whatever the technology okay, so. needed to, to use it. Okay. But I didn't think, I didn't get the impression that that artifact was from that planet, but...
0: Okay, yeah. and you know what, and I'm gonna think about it once, maybe once Kirk took the, the artifact and, and, you know, gave it to Spock and they put it into the into the storage, in yeah. the file system. Yeah. That because allowed... He was, he was, he was all searching the files, for it, right. so that's how he connected, and then, you know, he set his plan in motion right. to...
1: because they had all that technology reading all the files. They tapped into all the Starfleet, you know, databases and stuff, so...
0: But that's the thing. It wasn't it wasn't clear. I mean, yeah. they, they should have been more clear. Well,
1: because... Well, when they got captured, and, you know, um, Uhura and... Who was it? Zulu. Zulu was going... You know, when they were... Looking and they found all that stuff. Yeah, she was like, "Well, he's been watching us for years." I think that's what she said. Yeah, she did say that. Or was it for years? She said, "I don't know." Or she she was like, "She oh, they've been watching. He's been watching us all this time." Mm -hmm. I mean, he's. I mean, all this time, right?
0: Who knows? (laughs) Who knows how
1: long that meant, (laughs) but yeah. So
0: one thing is, I I don't understand. It seems to me like I mean it was. It was a a a I think a a good Star Trek movie. It was, it was good, you mm-hmm. know. I would say like out of all of them, like all 13, I would put it somewhere in like the middle. Mm-hmm. But one thing I noticed, and this is just an informal thing, I haven't given it that much thought. It seems like the worst Star Trek movies, at least in my opinion, like the ones that are on the lower end of quality, mm-hmm. are the ones where they when they invent like villains and adversaries mm. you know it's like this is another like invented like villain or adversary like mm-hmm. you know all the better ones you think of like the wrath of khan star trek 2 mm-hmm. you know khan was a character that was from the, the tv show so that was a character that was familiar to people of star trek 3 the villains were klingons that was a good mm-hmm. movie um star trek six the villains are clean on that was another good movie mm-hmm. uh star trek first contact the villains with the borg mm-hmm. you know it just seems to me when they try to like come up and invent stuff like we're just going to come up with a new alien race like right. that's what they did with insurrection they just invented these people i'm like no one cares and it, it seems mm-hmm. like they feel the need that they have to create these new species and villains like hey how about you just this the Star Trek universe is vast. Like yeah, there's have like all a, these
1: shows, TV shows. Right,
0: all these TV shows and all these different alien races. Like why don't you use a, an alien race that's already been established right. or introduced in some way mm-hmm. and let them be the villain. Don't like come up with a new villain. Like I don't know why they mm-hmm. feel like they need to do that for the movies. Like mm-hmm. you know, you have Romulans out there. Why can't you make yeah. a movie based upon the Romulans? You know, you have like other lesser, you know, species that they've shown throughout the, the Star Trek mm-hmm. universe that, you know, could be worthy or adversaries, but right. for some reason, this like, we gotta come up with a new alien, they did that with the first Star Trek reboot movie I don't even know what that what that guy was but, <laughs> but you know he was like a different alien, and I don't like that aspect of it, like, it's a huge universe for a reason, like, mm-hmm. use the assets of that universe
1: yeah, no, I, uh, I agree yeah um um, what was I gonna say? I just totally lost my train of thought. Okay, well
0: here's this. What yeah, did you What did you think of Adris Alba?
1: Well, I thought he was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he was really good. I saw a little comment on the internet that said they felt he was a little underused, but then I don't know how you could say that because he was like all up and through the movie. I don't know. No, I don't like, know how he was underused. Like I mean, was... I guess people like. Meaning, like, what you wanted him out of, like, but
0: that's the thing, people complained about that when the first know, images of the of of the character came out online. You know, mm-hmm. when people he was cast in a movie, people were like, Oh, like, Idris Elba is gonna be a Star Trek, everyone's hyped for it. But then, yeah. when the first images came out, or the first, you know, whatever it was that showed that, oh, he's playing an alien, mm-hmm. everyone's like, Oh, why he gotta be an alien? Like, you know, why can't he, like, you know, why can't you see his face? And like people yeah. like are running I hate when they do that. The internet always does stuff like that, thinking like there's some conspiracy against like black actors <laughs> yeah. in sci fi movies where they're completely marginalized or right. you know, they're they're always put in makeup so you can't see them. And like I mean, I, I think there's something to the way black characters are or, or actors are treated in in films especially in big budget films mm-hmm. but it's not everything is like a conspiracy right. you know people said that with like lupita when lupita was oh, yeah. cast and the force awakens like why is she a cgi character why can't we see lupita like maybe that's what lupita wanted to do yeah you know after like the whole hype of the award season when an oscar and 12 years of slay maybe she's like yo this is me an opportunity for me to like stretch myself and do something completely yeah, different. Very different and mm-hmm. she's kind of she probably said hey can i play a cgi character or another character doesn't require as much time
1: mm-hmm.
0: commitment from me, right? But all but but people are acting like it was like the worst thing in the world that she was a CGI character. Did they
1: make that character for her? Like was that? I, like I, I, can, I I don't know original situation.
0: I can't. I don't know if they made it for her, but you know, I just think that like people are just taking it too far where they think that's like oh you know why she's got to be a cgi character why you can't see her and they were doing the same thing with adris elba like yeah because the character he's playing like why are you making such a big deal out of him like being this alien like there's plenty of movies where adris elba is in a sci-fi movie and you can see his face thor for one thing prometheus for another i mean come on
1: yeah i um I didn't even think they would show his face but you know as you all if you've watched it which you should be if you're listening to this um I mean then you see you saw you know the images of him um, you know, from the old logs or whatever. So I, I didn't even think you'd get to see that. I, I really didn't think you'd see his face. And I and I was fine with that. You know, I was like, okay, you know, whatever. He's playing an alien. Um, but I thought he played it really well. And I don't, yeah, I don't understand the idea of him being underused. I mean, he was the main villain. Like, he's like, right. just he, all up and through the he movie. He villain that he
0: was like driving the action. I mean, yeah. he, was, uh, he wasn't underused at all. I don't know what people were expecting. Like, I mean, he wasn't... He wasn't underused any more than any other like main villain in the Star Trek
1: movie. Yeah, you know? I feel like, is it because you can't see his face, you think he's not there? <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, he's underused. He's not there because he's behind this makeup and mask and whatever. Like, uh, no,
0: actually. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, no, I thought he, he did really well. And um, good for him getting up in this movie.
0: Uh, one thing I liked... Um, about this movie and that's something i always want to see from all the star trek movies like it was they did a very good job of it in star trek 4 the voyage home that was the one when it went back into like 1986 and mm-hmm. like the whole whale thing mm. um like i like it when when it feels like a full ensemble cast like you got these great actors like mm-hmm. especially for this reboot of star trek they got like really already established actors who've right. all done stuff mm-hmm. so i love i I like it when you use the ensemble and put them to work where it's not just, okay, this is just going to be Spock and, and Kirk saving the day right. and everyone else is just Same background. Mm-hmm. This is a movie where they they were very smart. You know, Simon Pegg, like, co-wrote the movie. and He plays Scotty, mm-hmm. where when they crash land on the planet, they he separated the bridge crew into, you know, different groups. So you had Sulu and Uhura who were stuck in the prison. Mm-hmm. You had, uh, you know... We had the uh, bones and Spock who crash landed in the alien ship, and they're mm. on another set. And then, then the captain and Chekhov were, you know, separated, and then. There was Scotty who was by himself, and he runs into Jayla. Mm-hmm. So it gave everyone opportunities to shine. It was like right. you, ha- you was nice. since they were all separated, you were forced to like focus on each like each mm-hmm. character, and gave them some time to play and interact with the other characters. Right. And also, it also gave them like something to do. Like it right. wasn't like, you know, it was just Kirk and Spock running a show, and they're doing everything. It was like okay, you need it, you need a bones to help, you know. Pilot the ship at the end when they were doing the final assault. Yeah, you, you needed Uhura and Sulu to like you know figure out what was the plan with with uh you know crawl. Mm-hmm. You needed Scotty to like help you know fix the ship and right and you know the the ship that crash landed so they could get out of there. You know Chekov helped Captain Kirk when they were you know when he suspected that Kalara was you know shady, which was kind of obvious she was being shady, and mm-hmm. you know, he helped him. You know, you know, get back at her or whatever they're doing. So everyone got something to do. So I, I like that aspect of it. And I, I, I wish the TNG movies did that a little bit more because mm-hmm. I felt like the TNG movies and the Next Generation cast, they went away from what made the show good. The show was like an ensemble cast. And right. every episode, you know, was, you know, different characters got to do different things. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, okay, at the end of this movie, it's going to be Picard fighting one-on-one against the bad guy <laughs> hanging from a catwalk. Mm-hmm. Well, that's right. what ended up being in the TNG movies. I mean, it happened oh, in yeah. you know generations. He was him and Kirk were fighting Malcolm McDowell in First Contact. Him and he, you know he was fighting the Borg Queen with some help from Data in the Insurrection movie. It was him mm-hmm. fighting somebody. I'm like, first of all, like Patrick Stewart was like 55 years old <laughs> when those when those movies were shot, mm-hmm. right? And I just, I was just like, yo, the move, the TV show wasn't like that. It wasn't Picard right. just going one on one, you know, fighting someone and punching them and kicking them and stuff. And like that kind of de, I, I don't want to say, I, I can't, I don't know what how to describe, but it, it kind of, I don't want to say devalue, but I can't think of a better term. But it, it kind of, you know, to me, it it, it, it was different than what Star Trek was about. At least the TV right. show was about. And to me, it just kind of. Devolve the show into okay, you know, with the movies, it's going to be like just straight up action movie, and we're just going to have like the typical action movie trope where the hero is one on one with the with the person at the end, and they have to yeah. stop something from blowing up or everyone dies. Mm-hmm. And so, even though this show, this movie did that as well with Kirk and Crawl fighting in the end, mm-hmm. but at least prior to that moment, everyone still got their own the chance to do their own right, thing and, yeah, and, and show was, their value to the ship.
1: Yeah, it, it made it um really cohesive movie in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. I was going to say something again. Oh my yeah, goodness. But oh I just remembered like what I was gonna say. Um well this is kind of like off topic, but you just kinda brought up just the connection between the shows and the movies. Like, you know, so there's gonna be the new Star Trek, you know, that's coming back. Well, star Trek Discovery um, Star Trek Discovery I wonder will they make any sorts of connections going forward with that show and the new more movies that they
0: Yeah cuz my make? my thing is with that because with the start the new Star Trek movies the reboot they essentially changed the the timeline mm-hmm. because it, it didn't happen the way You know, if you think of it like, you know, the original 60s show and you think about the original movies from the 80s and and then following that up with Next Generation, Deep Space Nine and Voyager and how like that's a particular timeline where everything is in that same universe. But with the new movies, when they started in 2009, they basically changed that timeline where things didn't happen as they originally happened in the old shows. Mm -hmm. So it's like this new show is this show going to follow the old timeline mm. or the new timeline mm. established by the movie so mean mm-hmm. like you know the relationship and how how Kirk became captain is different from the with these new movies to how it was established previously in in canon mm-hmm. and you know how you know the whole wrath of khan thing obviously right. happened differently right so yeah the question is like with these this new show are they going to are they gonna ignore the movies and continue with like yeah. the same universe that everyone knows has known for the past fifty years? Or are they gonna like say these new movies are kind of based off the timeline established uh, the show the new show is based on the timeline of the of the new movies? Yeah.
1: I, who
0: knows? I don't know. And no one knows what the is gonna be what the show's, the show's gonna be about. Gonna be like about, right. Brian Fuller is 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 running it, and Brian Fuller used to work for Voyager actually, mm-hmm. um, but he's probably best known for uh, creating the show Pushing Daisies that came on ABC that was short lived and people liked yeah. a lot, mm-hmm. and also Hannibal, which was my jam. Yeah, was like jam. I love ha- Hannibal was so good. So. Because of what he did with Hannibal, mm-hmm. like I have full confidence in what he's going to do with Star Trek, especially mm-hmm. since he's had the experience of being someone who actually worked on a Star Trek mm-hmm. show as a writer. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like that experience was like what he did with Hannibal. Like I have full uh, and I have full confidence in Brian Fuller doing something good. But mm-hmm. at this point, no one knows what the show is going to be about. I right. mean, they said it's, it's going to be like a novel in a sense and the way the show is going to be told. Mm-hmm. Like each episode is a, no- a chapter of a novel who knows? Maybe it's going to be like a... When they said that, it made me think of like Game of Thrones. Hmm. Like what if it's like a Game of Thrones type show in its in its storytelling where mm-hmm. there's, there's lots of different storylines going on at once from, mm. from different factions. So it's not like, okay, this is just the crew. And then, you know, A storyline, B storyline, and maybe a C storyline with the crew. Maybe it's like a a storyline is with this crew b storyline is with some other group somewhere c storyline is with some other you know alien race or something and maybe mm-hmm. it'll be more you know expanded in that sense i mean, i'm just mm-hmm. speculating but that that, yeah. that that thought just came to mind when they said it's like a it'll be like a novel which which would be yeah, cool be. and different for yeah. for star trek
1: that'd be interesting yeah to see yeah i'm looking forward to it so yeah it would be cool if they do you know make some connections though to the uh movies going forward, if they can.
0: But we but we don't even know when this is going to take place. Like, yeah. is it going to be like, you know, with the the, the current storyline of like Star Trek Next Generation, all that stuff, all that stuff happened after Kirk, you know? So is it going to be stuff that happened around that like Deep Space Nine is it a good continuation, or is it going to be something that goes back to the Kirk well, era? You well, know,
1: there's all kinds of like timeline shifting and back in time travel type of stuff that can happen in the Star Trek world, so they can make it happen.
0: Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, you know, the basis of the show is going to be in, like, you know, the 23rd century or, like, the 22nd century? I mean, that's my point, you know? Like, it's going to no, be. I know. Yeah, okay. But I'm
1: just saying, you know.
0: They can do whatever they want. I mean, I would, I would, be it's make believe.
1: They can make it up. Right, they, <laughs> and and, they, and up. they
0: will make it up.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, that's all I have to say. I don't know if you have more to say.
0: Um, If you had to give this movie mm-hmm. a grade. A B C D, and you can throw in pluses and minuses as well. What would you give it?
1: I would give it a solid B.
0: A solid B. Hmm. It was good. Would you recommend this movie? Well, not. I want to say recommend. Um, if you, if someone weren't a Star Trek fan, would mm-hmm. they enjoy seeing this movie? I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it was. That's why you know I'm saying it was straightforward enough where I don't think you, you know, you don't have to see the other movies before you know and it was straightforward enough where you could you know really understand what was going on okay
0: yeah i, I would give like i would
1: recommend this movie over the last movie if you're like somebody who's not into star trek first time you know star trek movie watch or whatever yeah i would recommend this one actually over that second one that they had into dark into In, the darkness or whatever into darkness
0: into darkness into whatever darkness. it was
1: yeah so i would recommend this yeah because it was pretty easy to follow you know yeah, it.
0: okay I would give this movie a b too mm-hmm. um I enjoyed it I mean it, it, it was good I, and I'm a Star Trek fan um I, it would have gotten a higher score for me maybe a b plus if it weren't for like those things I pointed out just like these right. plot holes
1: right mm-hmm. you know I think the
0: movie overcame them to the to the point that it was able to get a B out of me right yeah. <laughs> but it, it they were just too glaring to ignore you know completely I and mean, it's you know they weren't they weren't that bad. I mean some people they might those like potholes and all those unanswered questions <laughs> may be something that other folks mm-hmm. might, you know but b- other people might be upset by it like you know what, this movie sucks because I can't get over that stuff. But for me, it didn't bother me as much. So yeah. I give it a B. Cool. So anyway, um, that was it. You know.
1: Nice short and sweet podcast. Short and for sweet you.
0: so you for you guys. You know, trying to keep it a little bit shorter so mm-hmm. you can enjoy it on your on your lunch break at work. hmm Um if you guys have any questions, comments, and concerns, you know where to reach us. You can reach us on Twitter at J-T-T-O-U Podcast. Um, you can find us on you know, the podcast on the following platforms, Podbean, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and TuneIn. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, uh just the two of us podcasts let's do a search on facebook you can also find us individually on twitter you can find me at nipsy n-i-p-s-e-y and you can find tracy at trayrific t-r-a-y-r-i-f-i-c and please reach out to us on um those previous uh we mentioned formats mm-hmm. and Give us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing, um, questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, anything. Just reach out to us, and uh, we'll hit you back.
1: All All right. Thanks, Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks, everyone. Bye.
1: Bye.